0: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on Shakespeare and compliance. I recently saw the performance of King Lear with Glenda Jackson as the Mad King. It was a magnificent production, and if you have the chance to see it, I would certainly urge you to do so. The production had many interesting features and interpretations, which seemed to be great entrees into multiple compliance topics. The play was directed by Sam Gold, and it was scored by Philip Glass, but the star power was derived from Glenda Jackson as King Lear. It was a fabulous take on the story, and one that will resonate directly to our turbulent times. Therefore, inspired by Octogenarian Jackson and her performance, I'm going to use this performance to take a deep dive into several compliance topics. These topics include innovation, engaging your audience, Lear's Fool, Linda Jackson's different interpretation of Lear and changing your focus in compliance. I know you will enjoy this podcast series, The special five-part series of Shakespeare and Compliance is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. In this episode, I want to take up how the production of King Lear changed the focus of the play away from the madness of the king to the actions of his three daughters. Perhaps it was my perception of the play, or perhaps it was the director's intention, but the focus in the first half of the play was clearly on the daughters and their families. Both Goneril and Regan played much more prominent roles throughout the first half, and their joint liaisons with Edmund, later Earl of Gloucester, were key components of this production. Moreover, their husbands, the Duke of Cornwall and the Duke of Albany, also played prominent roles. The Duke of Cornwall, for instance, in this production was more than a traditional highlight for him, which is the blinding of the original Earl of Gloucester. And yes, even in this production, it still elicited gas from the audience. Even after intermission, where some of the most powerful scenes in all of Shakespeare play out, including the blinding of the Earl of Gloucester, and the mad Lear wandering the moor, this production held a distinct focus on Lear's daughters and their families, adding in the complexity of Edmund, the new Earl of Gloucester, having an affair with Goneril while he was secretly pledged to wed Reagan. In a recent Harvard Business Review article, Scott Bernato Baronato wrote in an article entitled Data Science and the Art of Persuasion that most companies are not getting the value from their data science initiatives and prescribes the way to remedy this problem. Last year at Compliance Week 2018, Wei Chin said on a panel that she expected the compliance team of the not-so-distant future would include a data scientist. As with most of her pronouncements, she was way ahead of the crowd. You must start with the premise that most CCOs and compliance professionals are legally trained, usually without any data analytics classes in law schools, which are still operating under the Socratic method. Even if a stat class is thrown in there somewhere along the way in undergrad, grad school, or even through some business school outreach to law students, that does not begin to prepare someone to understand the insights available through advanced data analytics. The key is to build a better data science operation. Here, Baranato has four suggestions with the overarching theme of defining the talents you need to understand and communicate the idea. Well, you must begin by understanding that the unpacking of data and the creation of insights is a skill. One can learn this skill either through schooling or perhaps intimately talented in it, but it is a skill rather than a role. Some of these skills include those of being a project manager. A good project manager will have great operational, excuse me, organizational abilities and strong diplomacy skills, helping to bridge the cultural gaps by bringing disparate talents together at meetings and getting all the team members to speak the same language. Drawing no doubt upon a frontier tradition, the next data skill is listed as data wrangling, which includes finding, cleaning, and structuring the data. People with wrangling talent will look for opportunities to streamline operations, for example, by building repeatable processes for multiple projects and templates for a solid and predictable visual output that will jumpstart the information design process. Next is a very large skill of data analysis, which the author believes is the ability to set hypotheses and test them, find meaning in the data, and apply that to a specific business context is crucial, and surprisingly not well represented in many data science operations. This is largely because the skill is not equated to simple coding and math, but is more liberal arts in its bases. Not surprisingly, these are skills that lawyers are trained for, such as critical thinking and context setting. It is impossible to consider data divorced from people. Liberal arts is good at helping us step in and see the context. It makes people visible in a way that maybe they aren't in the technology. Next is subject matter expertise. While there are some lawyers who think CCOs do not need to know how to read a spreadsheet, fortunately, such Neanderthal thinking has largely left the compliance profession as it moves forward towards operationalizing compliance into business organizations. The reason is straightforward. People with the knowledge of business and strategy will inform project design and data analysis and keep the team focused on business outcomes, not just building the best statistical models. Who runs apply... The next two skills are needed to communicate this information. The first is design, which relates to the development and execution of the systems for effective visual communication. This means understanding how to create and edit visuals to focus on an audience and distill ideas. Information design talent, which emphasizes understanding and manipulating data visualization, is ideal for the data science team. Combined with this design or visualization skill is that of storytelling, which is an extremely powerful human contrivance and one of the most underutilized in data science. The ability to tell a story whether through a blog post or a podcast can help close the gap between algorithms and executives. It is decidedly not about turning presenters into Stephen King's or Tom Clancy's. Rather, it's about understanding the structure and mechanics of the narrative and apply a data visualization to them as well as your presentations going forward. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you'll join me for the next four episodes of Shakespeare and Compliance. I know you will find them entertaining and hopefully useful in developing your own compliance practice. This special five-part podcast series on Shakespeare and Compliance is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network.